on our last podcast, we had the amazing Caesar on and we talked about all things barbering and amazing things like that. We posted a few pictures of the work he did on my beard and we've gotten a lot of compliments and I have to admit he did an amazing job, but also my beard stays healthy because of Mad Viking Beard Company. Visit them at madvikingbeard.com. Welcome to the Horde and Beard On. Welcome back to another episode of Spouse Holes. I'm sitting here with my lovely wife. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Long weekend. It's been enjoyable. Yeah. We had a lot because of Fourth of July weekend, so it was nice to get, you know, people who got Thursday off, and I'm sure a lot of people took Friday off, so I'm sure a lot of people had a long weekend. It has been a very long, nice weekend. Yeah. So we did have the fights. We did the fights. Those were awesome. Yeah. So what was your opinion about the end results and how it all came to those? Uh, well, I'm a big John Jones fan, and he won. Although he didn't capitalize on a lot of the fights, a lot of the fight itself, I think he could have gotten a knockout or a submission. He kind of wanted to play the other guy's game. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, he won the fight, and that's what matters. But I feel like it was a close one, though. Oh, it was really he close. definitely got the benefit of the doubt because of the fact that he was the champ. That's right. for sure. And how'd you feel about that knockout, the UFC record knockout? Oh, anytime you get a knockout that fast, it's kind of, oh, I don't even know. Like he you literally weren't like you should, like you, you couldn't even blink or you would have missed it. Well, and I like both of the guys, um, Masvidal, he was really ready to tear into Askren. And I say Askren because he made an ass of himself and the other guy, Masvidal, he really put him in his place i would have liked to see you know them actually engage and take the fight to another level but masvidal actually practiced that knee before the fight and his trainer posted some video of them training for that exact move before the fight because they knew that Askren would want to go in and dive and try to wrestle and so they had a counter for his wrestling and boy did it work yeah it was quick it was quick. there's quite a bit of chaos though for that was an card. amazing card it's kind of weird when you say the worst fight of the pay-per-view that you pay for, the part you pay for, was the John Jones fight. Like, it just wasn't classic John Jones. And he even apologized right. after, but, you know, I think he got hurt early and he was just lasting and making sure he did enough to win because I think he was pretty hurt. Well, they were both pretty hurt. I It was amazing to see them fight as far and as long as they did. I mean, they went all rounds. But it was not as exciting as the other ones that we saw before. And so I think you get hyped up because you saw, what was it, two, three knockouts? And going up to that one, you're like, oh, man, this is going to end good. And then you're like, oh, that's how it ended? Like, he won, great, but we just wanted a little bit more action. But For sure. It was good. It was fun. I was happy with the overall results of the fight and the food. We did a brisket, some pulled pork, some uh, jalapeno poppers. Yeah, um, always good food. Oh, it was delicious. Did some firework with the girls. Some family came over. It was a nice time. Yeah, and then we had soccer games. Oh, yeah, today was the soccer games. The U.S. women's won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, they did. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I just... I mean, they did great. I don't know why I'm laughing. 
You're laughing because this is the second time we've recorded this damn intro because of technical difficulties, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, been good. But hey, Peru made it to the world or to the Copa America final. Yeah, Hello. after I think the last time they were there, about it was like 1970s. So. So it was a good showing. Too bad Brazil did beat them, but Brazil's pretty amazing too. Yeah, I mean, I guess the last time that they went and played against each other, I believe that Brazil won 5 nothing. Yeah, so 3-1, that's an improvement. Yeah, so maybe next time. That's what I would say, next time they got it. <laughs> All right, should we get into some holes? Let's do this. All right, you want to go first? I would love to go first right. with my hole. Okay, let's hear it. So my hole comes from uh, this guy who was trying to do a... My allergies are killing me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cannot hang. Okay, sorry, go. So mine comes from this guy who was doing his nephew a favor. He went over to his nephew's house while his nephew was either on vacation or at work or something. He was going to walk his nephew's dog. Goes into the house, gets the dog, leaves, takes the dog around the block a couple times. And as he's returning uh, the dog, he hears someone in the house. And so he decides he has to call the police, calls the police. Police show up. Two of the officers of three officers that came were canine accompanied officers. So they had two dogs, three cops. They go up the stairs and they say, the guy says, I think they're in the bathroom. And so they go up to the bathroom door and from the outside they yell in and they say, we have two dogs out here. Give up now or we're going to release the dogs on you. Now, at this point, if I was the burglar and I knew that there was two dogs waiting to come chomp me, I'm saying, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I come out peacefully. Right. Well, this person on the other side of the door is not making any noise, and but you can hear there's some there's someone in the bathroom. And so the cops are like, okay, we're kicking in the door. They kick down the door, and they found that a Roomba oh my vacuum <laughs> had, <laughs> had been turned on. And was doing a very detailed vacuuming of the guy's bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, that's hilarious. So, so the cops got a good laugh with uh, the fact that the Roomba was going off. And then also, you know, kind of embarrassed uh, uncle was apologetic and he felt really bad. But at the end of the day, the cops had a good attitude. And So who was you know, the hole? The hole was that damn Roomba. <laughs> Or maybe the guy that asked the favor and didn't say, hey, I have a Roomba. I guess so. The nephew, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I would not I would have done what the uncle would have done for sure. Just called the police. You don't. You never want to risk it, you know? Well, especially because it definitely was making enough noise that it sounded like someone was in there. Because even the police, like when they were being interviewed afterwards, they were like, we thought someone was in there by the noises that were coming from the bathroom. Right. That's so funny. All right, do you want to hear mine? Let's hear it. All right, mine's kind of a deep hole. Oh, deep holes. Yeah, so just bear with me, okay? Here we go. Okay, so this guy, his last name, I believe it's Coffee. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But he's a software engineer at YouTube. And he actually used to work for Microsoft, too, from what his LinkedIn account says. All right, so this guy, for the 4th of July, decided to go visit some friends in California. And they all decided to get... Um, some LSD and to, you know, do their thing. Well, all of his friends took probably half a tablet 
of LSD and he took four. And his hallucination went really bad. Hallucination. <laughs> I couldn't say that word. His hallucination went bad. Uh, so he tried to leave the house, and in the process of leaving the house, he ends up punching a chick in the chest and in the side, choking a guy, punching another guy in the face, and then stabbing another guy with a pencil. He gets into his car, so he was able to get out of the house after everyone was trying to calm him down and have it so he wouldn't leave. He ends up leaving the house, gets into his rental, rental car. Sorry, guys. Long weekend. <laughs> into his rental car there's a car behind him backs into the car behind him backs and then goes forward into the garage jumps out of his car starts to run goes into this other person's yard it looks like he's trying to break into a house or whatever there's a security guard there he picks up one of those like solar lights that are like i'm assuming it was just on the ground you know how they have those little like lamp lights Oh yeah, up. like the solar solar powered ones right. that it gains the power all day and then at night it shines or whatever. Way. So he pulls it out of the ground, stabs the security guy, security guard in the chest, gets into his truck, the security guard's truck, runs over. He sees a, a guy and a girl walking, runs over the girl, hits the guy's arm, but the girl like he was trying to violently like run her over, gets her. Um, then he goes, keeps driving, finds another guy and a girl walking, runs over the girl. Then sexist. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what he was like hallucinating for him anyway to do that. So then he drives into a home, like another yard. And then the sheriff deputy and a California highway patrol officer show up on the scene. He drives into their cars. So the because of all of this, the officer starts to shoot at the guy through the windshield. And the guy is still accelerating and pushing into the, like, driving even further into the car. So they keep shooting. Finally, he stops. Um, it looks like he got shot three times in the chest. They take him out. They, you know, they're trying to keep him alive until paramedics get there. Um, he gets hauled off into the air, like the helicopter with the first lady that he also run over so they both get sent off to the hospital um it looks like all of his friends didn't have need like any medical attention or anything like that um the lady that he ran over you know the they all look like they're going to pull out he's in critical condition um but yeah so he is my <laughs> i mean there's just a lot so i was like i'm reading this and i'm like oh my gosh i don't know if i gonna remember all of this because it's just so much information that was just that he did but yeah, so he's my whole. That's a pretty good one. Isn't that crazy? Right. And I mean, if you look at his picture, like, I don't feel like you see him as the... Four tabs of uh, LSD. LSD. Yeah. No? So what she has here, we'll post on our website, spouseholes.com. Go check it out under the holes tab. Uh, you won't, you'll be surprised to see him. And then we'll also put it on our Instagram, at spouseholes. And probably Facebook? Yeah. At spouseholes as well? Yep. So, yeah, check us out. Yeah, check it out. So, yeah, so he does not look like he's somebody who would have four tablets of LSD. But, yeah, I think he was a pretty big hole. Oh, man. So that kind of sets the stage for, you know, a good story to tell his grandkids. 
There was just one time I did I mean, four if he like, LSD. If he like survives, I guess. That's just crazy. And before I knew it, there was a Roomba in the other room. <laughs> yeah, so obviously there's an investigation happening because of the shooting. But I'm pretty sure now all cops have like the body cams. Body cams. So I'm yeah. sure that they'll release that. And there were actually some home... Um, like rings like or whatever? rings that caught some of it. So. That's so crazy. Uh, I couldn't even imagine four taps of LSD, yeah. let alone even half a tab. Yeah. Well, can you imagine like all your friends are taking just half a tab and you're taking four tabs? I'm a badass. I'm going to do four tabs. I guess you really needed that mind open. All right. So last week we did talk, um, have our podcast. Wow. Sorry, guys. Last week we had the podcast with Caesar, but we did touch base a little bit on Erica because she had surgery. And I know a lot of people kind of asked what's going on, how's she doing? So Erica's doing great. I think after the third day, you couldn't even tell she had surgery. Um, for those of you guys just tuning in for the first time, um, our second daughter is deaf and she was born also with a cleft palate. And she just barely got the cleft palate soft part of it fixed. So um, I guess it's high in Utah. Yeah, we have a lot of cleft palates in Utah. Uh, probably something in the air. Maybe. Or in the water. Probably. Um, you couldn't even tell, though, that she had it because she just had the mouth. The palate part is just the mouth. Uh, she didn't have the lip like other kids get the actual lip, too. Yeah, we were fortunate in that regards, and she is just an adorable little girl. Yeah. So going into it was kind of crazy. I think it was just surreal. I was sitting in the waiting room. Um, Eric was with Zaley, so I was in the waiting room waiting for Erica, and it was, I feel like, the longest three and a half hours of my life. Oh, for sure. And they, after when she came out of the surgery, they left in, like, this, what did they call it? Like a tongue? I'm going to call it a tongue controller because what it basically was is a piece of dental floss is what it kind of looked like that they had strung through her tongue so that they could manipulate the tongue and move it around in the mouth easily. So it was like, you know, sticking a needle through your tongue with a piece of floss on it so that you can, yeah, just move that tongue around and they left it and they just taped it on the outside of her mouth and that was the first thing I saw. And when I went back and I was just like, what's going on here? Why isn't that out of her mouth? The surgery's over. And they said, just in case something goes wrong, it makes it one less thing they have to do to fix it. And I was just like, nothing should go wrong. Get that out of her mouth. <laughs> I know. She was having such a hard time eating and they were expecting her to eat. And she, it's like this thing's whole and it's taped and it's not like she can move her tongue how she wants. So that was hard. And then I had to stay overnight. We had to stay one night with her there. Um, so it's two days, one night stay. And in the middle of the night, I was like, all day I was struggling with those stupid cribs. I don't know if you guys ever had a child in the hospital, but it's like a crib and the side you have like a clip that you squeeze together and then you can move the side up or down to get the kid out. And one side wasn't clipping. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. So I finally look and realize that it's broken. Um, so I let the nurse know 
when I, as soon as I realized it, because if it was one side was holding all the weight of the bar, is that right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, so there's a clip that holds the door on the sliding mechanism. As you clip to move the door up and down, there's just one clip that holds it all together. Right. So I let them know, and the nurse was trying to fix it. And I'm like, there's no way you're going to fix it. It's metal. It's broken. And so I was, like, trying to show them. And they finally, like, it finally clicked to them that it wasn't going to work. So they're like, well, we'll get this, like, switched out. Because if that other side broke at any time and the baby, like, has her arm out or his arm out, you know, all that weight on it would snap the arm. Oh, it would be bad news for them. Yeah. So I had them, you know, I picked her up immediately. I was like, just get this thing out. So they were, <laughs> they were starting to move this bed out, this crib out. And all of a sudden, as soon as they move it, you just hear springs and pieces of the bed falling to the ground. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess it was time to retire it. I was so frustrated because it's late, my kid hasn't eaten, and, like, she's struggling, she's uncomfortable, she's teething, she has, you know, she had tubes in her throat, She's has her mouth cut up. It was a long night, and we finally well, got it fixed. And before that even happened, 11 o'clock, or, like, 10 o'clock rolls around, and they come in and say, you guys are aware that your youngest daughter can't spend the night. Oh, yeah. So nobody told us. We actually told a couple people that she was going to stay. No one said anything to us. And then, yeah, we were, like, getting settled in, getting ready, you know, to put Zaylee down. And they were like, oh, she can't stay. And we're like, what? No one told us. Like, she's been here all day with us, and no one told us anything. And then, um, oh, Erica's leg, the IV, I guess, they were saying it's not if the IV goes bad, it's just when it goes bad. And... The nurse kept coming in and checking her leg, and no one said anything to us. And apparently the liquid is actually going into her leg. It, Instead of into the vein, yeah. yeah. So, like, the needle slipped out of the vein and was filling her leg full of fluids. Right. And So one of her legs was, like, three of her <laughs> other legs. And, and so, the, you know, they have to re-IV her. And this you guys are already gone. And I she was struggling to go to sleep. I finally get her to go to sleep, and then the IV people come in. And it just broke my heart because they, they were trying really hard to put it into her leg, her other leg, and they couldn't get it in. Ugh. And she was screaming, and they were holding her down. And, oh, my gosh, your child is just like you just want to push them off and be like, just leave her alone. So they finally were able to find another vein in her foot and get it in her foot. And I was so irritated because when the lady first comes in, and I don't think she was trying to be rude, but when she first came in, she gave me the pamphlet of what to look for for the IV. And she was like, I can't believe that you guys didn't catch this. Like, you need to make sure that you read this and check the check the leg and check this is what you have to look for. And I was like, I didn't know. Like, this isn't I'm, my job. I'm extremely glad that I wasn't there because I would have probably got thrown out. I would have said just to go flying fuck yourself because that is absolutely ridiculous yeah. for them to do It made me feel so bad because I was like, do you think I want my kid going through this? Like, of course not. She's already in pain. Like... You know, and then for you to come in and make me feel like it's my fault. Like, what? Your nurse is coming in and checking. Like, this is something she should check for. Why are you putting this on me? So I was so irritated. And I let the, the new nurse, because, you know, they switch out. So I let the new nurse know, like, that was kind of, like, the way that she made me feel, the way she came across. You know, like, I feel like that's the nurse's job, and that's what she's there for, to get paid for. And I have never seen this. Like, I don't know anything medical. 
And so I have no idea what to look for. No one told me anything to look for. And she apologized and she was super nice. And she was actually able to get us, because they were thinking of having us stay a little bit longer, but then Erica started eating more. She really helped push us for to get our goal to get home. Yeah, the worst thing is having to stay when it's just more of, we think that's what's best. And you want to respect the doctor's wishes of what's best. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not comfortable. She's not comfortable. She'll be better off, more comfy at home. Yeah. And that's Just what she, that the morning nurse told us was at this age, they're better at home because it's their environment and they're more comfortable at home. And she's like, no, she's eating enough. And that's why I told her, I said, I want to respect, because you, I see it all the time. I don't see this. This is my first time going through the surgery, but you know what to look for. Like if you feel like she's not eating enough, then we'll stay. But if you feel like she's making progress, you know, then we'll go home. And thank God that she made part, like she's, she's a champ. So, um, but her recovery is good. She has, I don't know if you guys seen, but I have posted some pictures with her and her little blue arm brace. Nothing's wrong with her arms. They're just called no-nos. And they're just to prevent anything going into her mouth. So she doesn't put something in her mouth, especially now where she's teething. Um, she has so much pressure and tension in her mouth because the doctor has to basically wedge something in the roof of her mouth. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys are aware that your mouth has two parts, you know, so you have up on your roof, you have a hard palate that's up behind your teeth. your teeth. Yeah. yeah. And then the one further back is your soft palate. So the soft palate is what he has to, the doctor cut and pulled all the muscles back into place. Um, you know, that's kind of what helps you swallow and takes things down. So you had to pull all the muscles back. And then for the hard palate, you don't repair that yet. Um, he put in like a, looks like a retainer pretty much. Uh, he puts that in and then at the two year mark, so next year, she'll have to get that removed, wait a month and then get in the bone graft in there to get that permanent so that can grow with her. So she still has another surgery ahead of her, but because of all the tension up there, um, he let me know that if anything hard goes up there, you know, her hand or a toy, a spoon or something, um, if it hits it, it, because of all the tension, it can split open and then he'd have to do the entire surgery over again. So we've been very careful and not wanting that to happen. Yeah. So she's been, you know, it's been long and we're excited for her to start eating normal foods, but it's been, it's going to be a process. It's about six weeks recovery and she's just barely hitting her two-week mark so but yes she's doing awesome she's doing great so thanks for everyone for you guys's positive vibes and checking up so very appreciative of all the people reaching out speaking of positive people doing positive things you want to talk about some plugs yes i do well do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? i can go first mine's a shorter one because i feel like i had a really long hole <laughs> All right, so mine is Florida, also sorry, um, also 4th of July. So there's a animal shelter, I guess. You know, 4th of July is fun for everybody, except for usually animals have a hard time with it. All the explosions, all of the loud noises. So there's a prison out there that decided to have some of the inmates go and be with the dogs during the 4th of July of a shelter. 
Um, so they were able to be there to read them books, to calm them down, to give them treats, to just be there. Um, so they have this program that they just started to do. And I guess at shelter said there's a lot of community people who were wanting to go and be with the dogs. Um, so they actually turned down a lot of people you know, f- to do that kind of community service because they wanted the inmates to have a purpose to feel like their life has a purpose and that they have something to take care of and something that they can um, just kind of feel better about themselves and then, it, you know, also good for the animals so they're not alone and they have people visiting and showing them affection. So there are my plugs of the week. That is pretty cool. So, so my plug is now one of my biggest heroes, I think. Because I've thought about this as the girls get older and are getting to that age of wanting to, like, you know, impress the boys a little bit and maybe wear a little bit of shorter clothes or maybe a little deeper necklines or whatnot. And this dad comes in and he sees these new pair of shorts that his daughter buys. And he's like, those are too short. I don't want you wearing those shorts. (laughs) And he goes... And she's just fighting him. Dad, they're not that bad. And he says, okay, okay. Walks out of the room. (laughs) Goes into his closet and finds an old pair of his pants. And he makes a pair of shorts that are roughly the exact same length as the shorts that she bought. And then he goes into her room and says, basically, you know, if you're going to be wearing these kind of shorts, then I'm going to be wearing these kind of shorts. And he is in some booty shorts. And it's just exactly the best way to handle that situation because how ridiculous he looks puts it into perspective for his daughter. And I don't know what the conclusion is and what, where they're going to settle, but I feel like if my daughters come to me wanting to wear something that I don't agree with, I think I might take that idea and everyone who knows me would know I would not look good in those shorts. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's actually really good. I don't know. I'm just trying to think right now. Is if like if my dad did that, how I would I would react to it? And I have like one. It's not like he he never dressed anything like that. But there was one time where my grades came in, and he, you know, my grades are not very good, and he was like trying to lecture me and you know tell me that it's not all about being the prettiest and it's not about being the coolest and you know like school is about your education and growing and, and thinking and being this you know greater person and da, 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 and going really you know he my, my dad's really passionate so he's just going into this and you know putting his heart into it and then he goes <laughs> and I lose my shit every time I think about it he's like Kiara Kiara you don't have to be the sexy one in class <laughs> So I just lose it. And so him just saying that, I can't even imagine how I would lose my mind if he came in wearing shorts, like short shorts. I mean, this guy has, in a way, like, it doesn't look absolutely absurd on him. It does, but it would look way worse on me. (laughs) And I think it will be hilarious in the future. And I will remember this always. So he is my plug because it is a way to try to reach out to your daughter without, you know, calling her names or without putting her down. It's just like, look at what you're wearing. Yeah. Look how it looks on me. I mean, surely it doesn't look the same on you, but it's 
equally not okay. Right. And I like how nowadays I feel like a lot of people are trying to show girls or the younger generation. Well, I would like to hope that, you know, maybe it's just what I see, but I feel like a lot of them are like you empower each other. You don't put each other down. Um, and a lot of it is like not just you're beautiful. You know, you are beautiful, but a lot of it is reminding your kids you're smart, you're, you know, kind. Something that's not a physical trait. Right. You know. Funny. Right. So. You have a good sense of humor. <laughs> like funny. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> yes, Eric has had to deal with me and I've had to deal with him. I feel like we've both been spouseholes this week. I can't even hang sometimes. Like you get so frustrated this week, and it's. I try not to laugh, and I think that makes me a spasm for laughing at your frustration. You've literally been laughing at me all weekend, <laughs> and then if I get just a little bit frustrated. Okay, but you're a little bit frustrated. Okay, serious time though, guys. <laughs> we have a bunch of the baby gates around the house, so the kids don't go up the stairs, and you know they, uh, you know they stay within. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> These gates, I'm almost to the point now where, you know what? If the kid falls down the stairs, it's time to learn about gravity because dad is sick and tired of these fucking gates. Oh, no. So he's like trying to move this bed or whatever from one. A queen size, heavy, Tempur-Pedic mattress by myself down our stairs that has two gates. He literally rips the gates off of the wall and it's like... F this, F that, kicking the gate around. It's like stuck with the bed. And so he's like trying to push the bed, but the gate's like has it. It's like trying to put like a, you know, like a fat person into some short shorts. The gate's just tight on there and it's not loosening and he's just shaking the bed and trying to get it. Oh my gosh, I think my walls have some dents in it. And I just... I just can't. I just see when you get frustrated. I'm like, you're making this a really big deal. Like, calm down. It's going to be okay. Like, take a deep breath. F you. I don't want to even hear you. You told me to calm down. Like, this is my time. I'm like, okay. Yeah, clarification. I never said F you. I was just upset. <laughs> I was frustrated. And I had every right to be frustrated. And I don't like being told, don't be frustrated. No, it's not that big of a deal. I didn't say don't be frustrated. I said, it's fine to be frustrated. Just calm down. Like, you're freaking out. It's not that big That's of a like deal. That's like saying sugar is sweet, but don't taste sweet. You can't say you can be frustrated, but don't be frustrated. <laughs> no, you can be frustrated. But calm down. If you're calm, you're not frustrated. But you're freaking out. Like, to the max. Like, I would have thought that somebody, like, burned you or something. And yeah, oh the mattress. <laughs> anyway, this week has been a spouse whole week, but it's been a good week, so. We're still together. And I'm just, I'm just a pos- trying to be positive. I'm just, like, positive vibes, trying to be more. And I'm about to throw a mattress at her. <laughs> just kidding. That is a joke. I'm not going to physically harm my wife. All right, I believe guys. in mental abuse. All right. All right. So go check us out again. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, go check out our website, spousals.com. We, did, we do update that. So we do have some guests that we've had on the podcast. You guys can go check them out. Um, we have that Caesars Royal Lounge up. And that's a pretty cool little link cool that you can go page, check out yeah. his stuff too. 
Um, so and also remember madvikingbeard.com. They're an amazing company that I love. My beard is thriving. It's the best it's ever been. Last time I grew it out, I remember when I would wash it and style it, uh, my hand would get hair in it. And now with this product being so much better, like when I style it, no hairs left in my It's like not falling out at the rate it used to. Right. Yeah, it looks a lot nicer. Don't forget, topic submissions. Send us any topics you guys want to talk about, any stories you guys have, any plugs, holes, spousal moments. Let us know. We would love to hear that. Later. Bye.